0: Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I speak with Laura Hernandez. She is a mom of ten. Yes, ten. She helps moms bring peace to their homes through systems. You can find Laura at Mama Systems on Instagram, MamaSystems dot net, and you can also find her on Facebook, Laura Hernandez or uh, Mama Systems we have some really great conversations because this stuff fascinates me. I mean, being a mom of 10, you have to have some sort of systems, right? So, clearly her business came out of wanting to have more peace in her house. I think at one point she said that there was five or six kids under the age of like a like 4 or 5 and there were all like, you know, some of cribs. I mean, that's just in my mind just blows it because how do you even create systems? So what she does, which I love, is she works with families. She works with the mom and how it will work best within their own house. So it's not like she has a system and she's like, you have to run with this. She basically takes the system and then works it through the parents and their house to make it work best for their individual needs, which is amazing. So again, Laura Hernandez, you can find her at Mama Systems on Instagram, mamasystems.net, and you can also find her on Facebook. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Your Next Stop. Welcome back to Your Next Stop. You know, I say it every single time and I am so excited to have you guys meet Laura Hernandez, Welcome to your next stop.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. What an honor.
0: I mean, okay. So when my listeners hear this little piece, they're going to know that I'm like giggling inside. So Laura is a mom of 10 and she helps moms bring peace to their home through systems. Now we just had like a kind of a funny thing. We got the wrong guest guide to Laura and literally she was in the wrong place. And I was laughing to myself because I am someone that could use (laughs) systems (laughs) like a thousand percent, Um, you know, being a mom of three with teens. I mean brings it to a different level. But being a mom of 10, I'm sure that if your mind works with systems, you like this is like such a, an amazing thing for for all my listeners to hear because you're going to really take us through this. But I do want people to check you out on Instagram, Mama Systems, and that is with an S. And you can go to Laura's website, Mamasystems.net. And she also is on Facebook. And it's her name, Laura Hernandez, and you can also find Mama Systems there. So Again, Laura, this is like, I'm so excited. I know we had talked a while ago and then we had to reschedule some stuff. And so I've been looking forward to this because I can't wait to dive in and find out a little bit about your story. So if you can kind of take people through a little of your background, like where you grew up and then we'll really get into how Mama Systems was created.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, ever since I was a kid, we wanted to adopt or I wanted to adopt. And there was some convincing on the front end with my husband before we got married. So it's like, that's a deal breaker, right? We're doing that or we're not getting married. And so he obviously came around to it, but within, you know, we had our first few babies and then we decided to foster and we fostered Andrew when he was four days old and he stayed with us until he was eight months. We obviously adored him, loved him like he's our own. I mean, he was just so precious. We adored him. He went back to his mama, his birth mom, and we ended up having our fourth Mm -hmm. biological and we're in Texas now. And We had moved up to Seattle for a couple of years. And while we were in Seattle, we had our fifth biological. Meanwhile, bio mom had two more kiddos. And so she had three, we had five, and her kiddos ended up being put back in the system. And so we had the opportunity to uh, adopt them and kind of bring them into our family, which was amazing and lovely. But to do that, we had to move back to Texas. So within the six-month period of having our fifth biological, we started fostering the sibling group of three. So we went from four kids to eight kids in like a matter of six months and kind of whatever you're thinking right now of like, Oh hell, I could never do that. Like that's where I was. It was so much. And I like looking, I don't think I felt it all in the moment because I was just living in survival mode, right? Just keeping everyone alive, which they're all still alive. So I feel like that's a really big win, you know? (laughs) So I remember like days where I would just sit with my back up against the wall thinking like, if I can just make it to bedtime, like that's my goal. They would be in their beds and safe because I had five little ones, four and under all in diapers and in cribs. There's a lot of little people in cribs. So I was like, if I could just get them in their cribs, they'd be safe and I know where they are. You know, that was my whole goal in life. But I finally got to a point where I was like, we can't live this way. Like who can live this way? So I searched for systems for our family and searched for routines and all the things, but nobody had anything for a family of, with eight kids, eight really young kids. Our oldest was six at the time, I think. And some homeschool, some public school are um, three that we adopted our special needs little buddies. And so just the whole, oh my goodness, all of it was so much and nobody had anything for us. And so I was finally like, well, i could got to figure this on my own. So that process that I walked through where a few years later with a couple more kids, I can sit up with my feed up at night, have a glass of wine and the house is picked up and kids are bathed and everybody's ready for the next day. Like that whole process that I walk through is now what I get to help other mamas walk through because I've learned that no one system fits every family, right? If you try to implement our systems in your home, it would be like, it wouldn't make sense at all. And so figuring out what works for the mama, what works for the kids, guess the family as a whole, what they value, what they want to have in their lives and the things that important to them. And then on the flip side of like the things that they don't care about, like we don't need to be putting focus on things that they don't need to care about. So I think that that's such a huge piece for anybody to do, and that work is so important for everybody to do. Uh, but we often just don't do it because we live such reactionary lives.
0: No, it's so true. Okay, so I have so many questions, and I do want to take it back to like when you were growing up. Did you have a lot of systems in your childhood? Like, was your mom someone that had organization? Did you have a big family? Like, what made you kind of, and I know I'm asking like four questions, but I think they're all tied together. So, like, did you, what made you want to always adopt as well? So, if you could take us like back a little bit to, like your youth and like where this, you know, if this was a like kind of ingrained in you or if this is something that just came out, you know, kind of came out of your situation.
1: Yeah. That's a really interesting question. I think my mom did a great job of like delegating things out to others. Maybe not so much of a great job of delegating out to us just because we were spoiled. I mean, I was so entitled. And so like, I was thinking about that earlier this morning, actually, when I was unloading dishes, because it's one of my kids jobs and she had a hard night. So I was unloading them for her and, I remember thinking that when I was a kid, I would be like, this is your job, mom. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. Like if she would dare assign me to unload the dishes. And now I'm like, Oh no, it is the kid's job. They are helping. Like we're all, I'm all about the chores. Right. My mom was not. Yes. So we had a housekeeper. And like, <laughs> I, I loved that we had a housekeeper. I loved that our house was always clean and orderly. But then on the real life side of it, when I grew up and learned, I have to pay for that. Um, <laughs> not happening. Right. So Like to create that order and that peace in the home that really brings me peace, I've got to figure out a way to do that on my own. And so I think that it came kind of out of necessity. Um, I've always enjoyed that order. And for a long time, I was able to just maintain it by myself and kind of do all the things for all the people all the time. But I think jumping into the deep end, it was kind of like, okay, we're a team now, guys. We've got to figure this out together because I can't do it all.
0: Right. No, and I think that's so interesting. And it's also interesting that you... Had a different, like, so you, as you said, you had the housekeeper. So your mom probably enjoyed the orderly and she just, you know, was uh, it, it, luckily enough, you could say lucky, you could say fortunate, you could say blessed enough, whatever word comes to mind that she was able to pay someone to help her. And so when you saw that, okay, I want this kind of, I liked that I had that, but I also knew having all of these kids under one thing, I needed to kind of put money in different places and figure things out in different places. So I think it probably was, again, something that you grew up being used to. But not seeing it done through your mom, but then necessity—it was like boom, we have to do this. And I think it's—I always love to ask a little bit about the childhood because I think we do pick some things up, you know, from how we grew up, or sometimes part of our story really starts there, and we don't realize how it connected down the road as we as we grew. Um, so I love that you know you kind of had both sides of both worlds. You saw okay, now I can actually help moms that maybe don't have the finance to have a housekeeper every week, I can kind of help them do that. And then on the flip, maybe I can also help people that maybe do, but just want to do it themselves. Because I know I run into a lot of moms that um possibly could have the housekeeper that keep order or what, but they are so love that organization doing it themselves. It's almost like therapeutic for them, where for me, it's not. I, I, that like stresses me out trying to figure, figure out. I mean, I have my own systems, but they probably are systems that <laughs> others would be like, how is that a system? I see how it works for you guys. But as you said, each person in each family works really differently. And so I love that you were able to kind of in your business do that and kind of mold to what each family needs. So, um, Tell us a little bit about, cause I know my listeners will be very interested in this. When you realized, okay, I need to, I need to do this myself because I need to do this for whether your mental health, your husband, the kids, what was kind of that breaking point? I know with the cribs and all that, you really painted that, but when was it like, okay, I need to put both feet in and and get this done. It's not just a dream, it's not something that I would like, oh that would be interesting if I did. But when was that like switch that flipped?
1: Yeah, I think that it was a more gradual, like a dimming of the lights instead of a switch of the lights, right? Like just very it. gradual of like feeling like, oh gosh, I think I'm drowning here. I think I I think I need something, right? And then on the other side of that, on the other dimming of the lights, we just started putting little systems in place. And once we saw kind of the benefit of that and Oh, that really freed me up to have somebody else do that for a kid to unload the dishes. Like that it's such a simple thing. But now that I don't have to think about it and it's not one more thing where I'm trying to unload the dishes and people are interrupting and all the like my brain's in a hundred different places. Oh my goodness. I was like, we need more of this, right? Like it's just kind of a slow realization of how life giving it can be. Because I think so often, like our decision fatigue just takes us out during the day as mamas. Um, especially working moms. Like I there's just so many decisions that we have to make, and the less we have to do that, the better it is for us, like for our mental health, for our kids, for how we show up with our family. Um, you know, I like to talk about this study that was done that these judges in the morning were 70% likely to give prisoners parole, but by the end of the day, they were only 10% likely. And I know that we don't like we don't give people parole, kind of really at all in our house but <laughs> my goodness you can kind of see how the decision fatigue throughout the day affects you right like in the morning i'm like ready to go we're going to have a great day we're going to get this stuff done we're going to do this craft we're going to blah, 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 whatever and then by the end of the day i'm like oh my gosh just get in bed like i don't care what you do just go get in bed don't talk to me again right we're just done and so the more we can take out which is kind of how i define a system anything that you don't have to think about we've got a system right so that could be that you have something automated that comes to your house automatically every week Delivered for you. Perfect. That's a wonderful system. But then also having things like um, Alexa's or Google Homes reminding you of when to go get the kids. So you're not constantly looking at the clock and trying to like plan things out, right? So just putting those little things in place that make it easier for your brain to be still and be present.
0: I love that. And you know, it just like brought me back. There was a time and it's, it's interesting and there's a kind of a twofold here. I'm going to tell you a story first, but I remember there was a time where I felt like, you know, the kids, it was like, we need to get something in place. And I remember I did like a, Like there was the marble jar and then they kind of outgrew that, right? Like if you do something really well, we put a marble in, you get, you know, money or you get a treat or whatever it was. And I remember the kids when they were young, they loved that. Like I I had like bins of these great marbles and they would put it in. And then I remember when it was like, okay, the marble jar is not working anymore. And it was like chores. You do your chores without asking, you know, you could get five marbles or there was a big marble or sparkly marble that were the extras. And it was always when I implemented that was when I felt out of control. Right. It was when like things were so spinning. It wasn't like I was like, Oh, things are going really well. Let me put a system in place. No, then we did like a star chart. And I remember it was on the wall and it had, um, it was like a chalkboard and I had like fun pictures and it was like, you got a star for, you know, again, doing the things that you're supposed to be doing a half a star. If it like, I had to kind of remind you, you know, like no star or whatever. And I remember I, I remember there was a point where a couple of the kids really took to it, but I was like, I think it was like a quarter or something and I was paying so like cuz they really took to it and I was like oh my god now I'm like freaking I'm paying too much like <laughs> this is not working so what <laughs> I was just kind of pull it back and be like okay I'm going to try to this but it is again it's the stages so my my question for you is you know, a lot of times again when I bring you back to the marble chart or the star chart it was because I was spinning and I was like I have to create some sort of order and then we got to like that next stage where it almost wasn't needed anymore but I had to pivot before things started spinning again. Does that make sense? And it was like because they're developmentally they were at that next stage, and and the system worked. Now I didn't need the system anymore because it was kind of implemented in them; it was ingrained in them, so they started doing it. But then I, a lot of times, especially in the early ages, didn't adapt to it. And then it was like, okay, that system has gone away. Now I'm spinning again. I got to pull it. So do you help moms kind of kind of work through that developmental where it's like you put the system in place, like here's you're graduated from this. Let's think about that if you could take us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I think that the majority of time people reach out because they do feel like they're spinning. And like the number one phrase I hear is I feel like I'm drowning. Um, which is just so heartbreaking. Like a, what a horrible, like what a horrible way to feel in your family and in your home. Right. And so I think that that's when people get desperate and they want to put systems in place for sure. And I think we kind of triage that moment and try to figure out, Hey, what's going to work for you. But my goal is always to teach the parents the process behind why we're doing what we're doing, right? So what things do you want to instill in your kids? So for example, in our home, we have in the morning, we have our morning chores, which we often call roommate responsibilities. And our goal behind this is to prepare them for when they leave the house, because our goal of obviously for all parents is to raise well-functioning adults, right? And so I like to think about my kids living with someone else, either a roommate or a spouse or kids one day, like how do I want them to show up? because I would really like them to show up just a smidge better than how my husband showed up. Right? Like I want them to know how to do the dishes. I want them to take initiative. I want them to pick up their clothes off the floor. I would like to say that we've like nailed down all these things, but I'm like,
0: okay,
1: I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) like you want your kids to be these great adults that do those things. And so how can we train them in that way? And when they're littler, it's a lot of like reinforcement, like, yes, we do this every morning. Great job. You did that. But then as they grow older, you are wanting to see that on, on their own, right? Like, of mm-hmm. course you're going to pick up your dirty clothes off the floor. You're 17. Like that's what you do. And you want that to just be second nature. And so the responsibilities get a little bit more, right? So, okay, now you need to hold down a job and you need to maintain your schedule and we expect this, this, and this of you. And like all those things are just kind of built on as they grow and still my little ones, were still working on like, okay, you have a job at dinner time. you're putting the forks on the table, right? Like, what a big deal. You did such a great job, but you wouldn't dare praise your 17 year old for doing that. You're like, no, you need to be doing that, right? Um, so it does ebb and flow and trying to figure out what, what makes some kids tick and what you have to kind of incentivize for some things and um, just continue to teach and train and, and kind of disciple along the way, you know, to help them be the best people that they can be.
0: Right. So I am curious, what ages are your kids right now? Can you take us through all of them?
1: (laughs) Yes, I can. So our youngest is three and our oldest is 17. But working backwards, we have 17, 15, 14, 11, 12, 11, 11, 10, 9, 4, and 3.
0: Wow. Wow. And, And how many biological and how many adopted? Seven biological
1: and three that are adopted.
0: That's amazing. So and I think I shared with you, I have an adopted sister and maybe I didn't, but I have, my parents adopted my sister from Korea when she was three and I was a newborn. Um, and it, it was like, you know, when we were growing up, people would always say, well, who's this? And I would look at them and I'd be like, what are you talking about? It's my sister. But now that I'm older, I'm like, right. They probably were like, well, you didn't look alike. Like, you know, she's Asian and you're <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not, but it was always so baffling to me. I'd be like, who's who? And they'd be like, who's that and I'm, you know and i now look back on it she did you know as she said when she grew sometimes that like was hurtful cuz she didn't see it either you know she was young when she was adopted into the family so sometimes people don't think of those things um but i think it's uh i think it's really admirable i mean seven kids three you know that you adopted um is just such a beautiful thing and teaching them all what you're doing is like, is, is, again, it's, it's teaching them what life is going to be about and how to live in the real world. And, and to think about that, because all of us want that, but sometimes we don't think about that. You know, I'll have friends that are like, Oh, your kids do chores. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think they started doing chores at one point. Cause I was like, I did chores. My husband had to do chores, but also because this is not all on me. I have things that I have to do. If you guys are going to live in this house, you need to be part of it. Um, and then I'll have you know, friends that will be like, yeah, I just feel bad. They have hard, you know, they have a hard life now. And I'm like, but adulthood, it's like, life is hard, right? Like, life is hard. It's going to get even harder. So I want them to know, like, I'm sorry if you rinsed your, and we, we still fight about this all the time. You rinsed your plate in the in the sink and put it in the dishwasher. Thanks, but you left all the stuff in the sink. Who is going to do that? And they always look at me because I have a 17, 15, and 13 year old, and they look at me and they're like, well. I mean, I'm like, right, you expect that I'm going to do that. And guess what? This pisses me off. And I like have had a couple of times where I've exploded because I'm like, I've told you this a thousand times. And now you're like, why are you bothering me, mom, about it? But if you just did it, I wouldn't explode. And I want them to see that kind of cause and effect because it is like, you're asking me why I exploded, but I've asked you every time you've done it. <laughs> plate to rinse out the sink. How is that not like how did you not see that that's annoying? And now they do and it will be like yep, nope, oh sorry, I didn't, you know, now they jump up because they know. It's like let me <laughs> let me finish that, but it is uh it, it's a work in progress. I mean, raising kids is so rewarding and so difficult and you know, we have those days that like, you know, you have like all wins and you're like, "Oh my god, that was so great." And then you could have like a span of like a couple weeks that you're like, "Oh my gosh, what what in the world is happening? So I can't, I mean, I guess I can imagine it, but like having 10, it's interesting. Do you feel... So I grew up with five and I know that there was times where maybe you didn't want to be heard as much because you're like, okay, this person's causing problems or whatever. They're going through their their thing. So I'm just going to keep quiet. I feel like when there's three, sometimes it's like, I don't care that they're going through it. I'm going through it too. And I'll be loud. Do you feel with your kids that they... Some of them might step back a little bit if someone else is having a mood, or or do you sometimes have all ten that are like unravelled.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we ha- our three that we adopted all have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, and that's kind of a beast of a disorder. And I would love to take just two minutes to kind of go over that for a hot second, so that people understand. Please. Um It's two and a half times more common than autism, and. There is not much talk out there about it. There's not much education out there, and when you're going through foster care training, no one really—they may like hot minute talk about it, but they don't tell you like, hey, it's going to cause brain damage, and these—it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives, and these are some of the behaviors you're going to see. And you know, you can attach all you want, but it, it may not help. Like, there's real brain damage here, right? Um, and so, resources, doctors, like nobody really has anything for you, which can be a very lonely, hard place, right? So you're seeing some really incredible behaviors uh, that often many comorbidities with FASD are ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenia, um, sensory processing disorder. I mean, there's a ton, a ton, right? So all of these little issues going on in these little bodies. And a lot of times that looks like rage for our little people um and that's it's just a difficult thing to live with like mental health in little people is really really hard and difficult to understand along with that they also have idd so their their iqs are a lot lower and they um are very immature for their age all this to say there's a lot with them a lot of the times and so my goal is to always acknowledge that because it's so hard. And I feel like I had to do a lot of rethinking of how I parent because of this. Because um, my kids will come in and they'll be like, oh, they're coming home. Like from they're coming home from school and they'll be like disappointed. And I want to like, I want to be like, oh, no, no, we don't talk that way. Let's la, 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 like and make it happy. But the truth is they're having those feelings, right? They they sense the chaos when they walk in the door. And I mean, I sense it too, right? So, hey, let's acknowledge that and say, like, hey, it does get loud when they come in, right? It is kind of harder to do X, Y, and Z when they when they walk in the door from school because everything just kind of escalates. Um, so, I've tried really hard to acknowledge those feelings and all of that, and have them have it be a safe place for them to talk about those things, right? At the same time. I'm human and I feel miserably all the time. (laughs) And I've seen my daughter just like, she's gotten really small and quiet and kind of secluded to herself. And it's always so hard to figure out like, is this part of it is like, she doesn't want to be a bother. She doesn't want to have any problems. Like she feels the need to be perfect. However, I've like, I've never told you like nothing. And I feel like I've done a really good job of doing all this. Right. But I can't control how she's perceiving things. And so, um, Again, just giving her space and like going in there and letting her talk and vent and just being a little more proactive on my side to create that for her so that she can feel seen and heard.
0: Yeah. And now is she one of the teens?
1: She she's my oldest, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so that's I mean, teenagers, you know, it is, it's a it's a different emotion. So how do also do you feel that you're thank you for sharing that by the way, because that is like right something that not everyone talks about. Um, how do you feel like when you get a system and then you're able to like do it in your house and then help a mom, right? Like tell us that feeling a little bit and tell us again, like, you know, where people can find you. Cause I know we're coming to the end here, but like, if you have anything coming up, like share a little bit about that. But the first thing is like, when you find something working at home, like how excited are you to be like, Oh, I can't wait to share this.
1: Yeah. It's so joyful. Like it enjoys what I feel because it feels like I've like found the magic sauce or the you know, the, the great thing, the great diet pill that's going to make you drop 15 pounds all in one day. Right. Whatever that is (laughs) like that wonderful thing. And then I get to share it with somebody else and they see the results too. And it's like, yeah, right. Like you're on my team. now. We get it. It's so life-giving. Um, I mean, simple things like getting a morning routine down and the evening routine down, those two things alone can be really life-changing to have those bookends on your day of a sense of control and peace in your home. Oh my goodness. Like I yeah. It is so life giving for me. And then to be able to share it with somebody else is this sheer joy.
0: I'm sure. So I love what you're doing. I mean, Laura, again, people can find you at Mama Systems on Instagram. Mamasystems dot net is your website. Um, they can also find you on Facebook. But you the thing that I love and which is gonna help so many moms is it's not like you're this, you know, person without kids, right? You're not a mom and you have these systems and you're like, cause you know that they could work, but you're living it and you're not living it like one or two kids. You're living it times 10. So the things that you have are almost like this, you know, this steroid up here, which someone with less kids, it could be like, okay, this is going to work so well because they know that you've worked through so many different scenarios and so many different situations and that it's worked for you. But the fact that you also give moms the space to be like, does this work for you or how can this work and work through how you know their house is going to really, how it's going to take to them, I think is going to be so helpful for a mom to hear because it's like, this is a system that works for us, but let's find a system that works for you and your family. Yes. And I
1: love that because we get to kind of tweak things along the way and slowly build up to greatness in the home and peace in
0: the home. So yeah. It's right. so- and, I'm, and I'm sure... With clients, have you ever had a client that you kind of tweaked something, but then you were like, oh my gosh, this would actually be brilliant in my house and kind of taken that and then used it for yourself?
1: Yes. I mean, all the time they'll say something I'm like, oh, why have I never done that before? And, and I get to do it too. And it's so fun. I mean, it's so fun. Yes, I'm such a dork yep. when it comes to this. I just get so excited.
0: No, I love that. I love that. So, guys, you know what to do like, rate, review this. You might be listening to this. You might be sitting there being like, I'm not a mom, but you don't know who in your life needs to hear this. You need to take this and think of every mom that you know and share this episode so they can enjoy this conversation, but also possibly and most likely be able to recommend Laura or be able to use her services again. So Laura, thank you so much for joining your next stop. Thank you for having me. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week.